Wicky, wicky, wicky. What's that noise? Wicky, 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 wicky room. Hi, and welcome back to the Wiki 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 Room. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say, but today we're doing an episode without Ryan. Yeah, uh, no Ryan. So that was that was me, Kevin, doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I know I've done it better. I've done it before. Okay, I had to do it one time. We've done one other episode without Ryan, which was lactose intolerance. And to make Ryan feel better, that was probably one of our least listens. But you should go listen to it. It's very informative. And yeah, I think that's when we diverge from being actually an informative podcast and actually being like, we should probably have personalities and just be yeah, human yeah. beings as well. Well, I think that was that was really early on. So that was hard for us. Yeah, we were trying. I think we were very involved in the idea. Like we're going to we got to be either like professional or educational. And it turned out we're just we're just idiots and we have mics. That's I think us. we just weren't comfortable being in also front that. of mics yet. Also that I, hadn't, I just, was not at all comfortable. Look how far we've come. I think this is I don't know. I'm very excited today because I think. We have come very far. And, and that I, is not why you're excited. Let me tell the people. Th- this man is vibrating with, with enthusiasm for a dead ass for our, our subject today is what, Kevin? Ketchup. That is, that is what has you so thrilled. Or ketchup. <laughs> dude, this Let kid, me t- he, was, he, dude, he texted I, I me was, a bunch. I was texting him while he was driving over because there is so much. I am so surprised at how much there is on ketchup. There is some engineering involved. There's science and this makes this is the magic of Wikipedia, is that there's certain articles that I, I hope are good and they're terrible, and there's some that just catch me by surprise. And I was this we decided today because we, we were we decided we, two hours ago at work we were going to do a very special episode today that we won't mention, uh, but we want to do it was going to be so special that we had to wait for Ryan. Actually, there, yeah, that that what we Kevin actually did prep for that episode. Why don't we say the subject? Well, I don't understand. Why, why is it? Do we, yeah, I don't know is, why. Is that, I mean, there's a big reveal there for sure. I think I naturally like to tease people. Um, Ooh, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We were gonna do we were gonna do hot sauce, which is gonna be a, a great episode. The articles, honestly, the article is all right. It's just there's a lot that we're gonna do with it. Yeah, there's a lot more Kevin, interaction. Kevin made hot sauce. I made hot sauce. Well, it's halfway there. I use a food processor, and apparently that does not smooth things out. So I'm gonna borrow. Uh, a Nutribullet from my girlfriend to smooth it out a little bit more. It needs to... Do you want... I have a Nutribullet. You have a Nutribullet? Everyone has a Nutribullet except me, I guess. She has an extra one, so wow. she's going to give it to me. She has Nutribullets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a whole artillery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> you, really, you really are super excited. Okay, so do you... I also want to say this is kind of a raw episode. I got at... Like, usually... Okay the way my voice changes uh, <laughs> okay uh, i'm ready okay around. i got something to explain now um usually when i get here it's like first of all i'm fucking usually late and it's they're still set up we have to set up microphones we have to do testing we have to have like a couple like usually a couple drinks and we like converse for a while today it was just like you were so excited about ketchup you're like you ready you ready i was like well, i, I to, opened the I door for you i heard your footsteps up the stairs yeah which I, I usually can hear with most people at my place but i opened the door and i was like it's all ready it's yes. all set up I, Sit down. Your beer, your beer is ready. Can can we do this? By the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. He, okay. So Kevin also prepped. He poured us both a half glass or we half a can. He split a can of uh, something red, and he's like, "Okay, you're gonna drink this on the pot and tell me what you think." What is I'm this? Not, well, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. You should just take a sip. So yeah. we're gonna take a sip really quick. Okay, we're doing this on mic. Fuck it. Clink. Yeah. Clink. Clink. Cheers to Ryan's health. Cheers to Ryan. I wish sick. you were here. I really do wish you were here, buddy. I love yeah. you. Okay. Glut. Glut. Gulp. 
All right. So what do you think? Does this have Windex? Windex. <laughs> okay. What this? do you? Okay. Let's let's break it down. Visuals. What do Visually, you start off? a fucking beautiful. I thought you had poured best punch. This is actually. It looks like like a tiki punch. Like it's. It, it looks beautiful. Very it's, carbonated. It's rose red. It's rose red. That's that, all. That I is saying. actually a beautiful way to it's describe a that. Beautiful ro- this is a uh, rose red, red beer. The flavor, on the other hand, is like it. It feels hollow. Where there's like there's like the shell of a flavor, but there's no body to it. Exactly, no body. Which is, I guess, that's the mouth feel. So this, I, why I'm doing this very pretentious way of sensory evaluation is because this is what we do at work. Um, so you're saying it's thin bodied. It's like you taste the carbonation, but there's, it's not thick enough. No, man. I yeah. feel it feels like I get like like when I taste it with like the flavor of it. I mean, yes, definitely, it is very thin, but it's like. I guess my brain just sees like this pretty red and it wants it to be either like sweet or bubbly or sour. Sweeter, yeah. Or have sweeter. any fucking flavor at all. But I feel like I'll like it gives me only an aftertaste. Yeah. There's oh, no, yeah, yeah. there's no there's nothing there's no body to it. I just have like this linger. It's one dimensional too. Very Okay, much. is it okay, one last thing and then I will actually I will finally reveal it. We should do um, this every episode. This should be yeah, a it's amazing, right? Yeah, I think I think we have the know how to do this in Wiki terms sensory. of an, an, uh, the analysis. Okay, so... And also, Ryan is way more in tune with himself, so if he is here, he would actually be able to tell you what he tastes. Yeah, he would inhale it first. I, I've been high for fucking five years, so now I'm just like, I think I taste something. Like, tastes sour. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I going to say? It okay. It tastes like fucking... It tastes like the word rose. Uh, I was going to ask about carbonation. Okay, yeah, it does. It is rosy. Okay. It's a little flat, too, actually. For, for having like a nice little froth to it, it's not very car. It's not yeah, very spritzy. It's, it's, I think it's flat because it doesn't have much body. It's not thick, so it's not holding that foam. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Shallow okay. skies. What is this? All right. So this is brought to you by. That's like a sponsor. It's not a sponsor. It's just their beer. Pure Project. I think they're in San Diego. This beer was sent over to uh, the brewery that I work at because we test their beer. I test their beer personally. I test that, it that, for that. like met- like metrics. Like I'll test for like flavor, certain flavor compounds that are in it um, because that's they're very important. I won't get into it. So they they sent me a bunch of beers to test like little vials Mm -hmm. and then they also in this package they send us just free beer so this is brought to you by pure project they're they're like a new sustainable brewery in san diego and this one's called shallow skies it's a beautiful beautiful label right beautiful beer as well just doesn't yeah this is a model of a beer in the sense that this is beautiful, but you don't want to talk to it because there's not a lot of flavor there. It's beautiful. I would kiss it. I would kiss it, but I would. <laughs> it's not. a Valentine's Day beer. Do I, I want to? Do I want to take a road trip with this beer? Not for shit. All right. No. So, would you like to know what beer it is? Is it not fucking Shallow Skies by Pure oh, yeah. Project? No. What what kind of style do you think it is? Oh, hold on. Let me actually take another sip because I, I don't know how to actually. I didn't mean to hit the wire, but um, I don't know. Give me a second. Slurp, slurp, blurp. Is it saison? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I I just realized for a second that we're taking a long time on this beer thing and we haven't told them. So it is a hard kombucha. God, it's damn it. hard kombucha. Dirty so it's a hard kombucha with rose hips, rose petals, and hibiscus. So that's why it's immensely floral. It's red and immensely floral, and you get a little bit of, I guess this this natural fruitiness, but nothing in particular, right? Because those are all. Very floral things. They're not. They're not fruity. It smells a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm. I guess. I guess floral should be more of a scent than a taste because there's not a lot of flavor here, but there is a lot of scent and a lot of color. This is actually a flower in a cup. Um. Yeah. And then this is. It's five point zero percent alcohol Damn. by volume. Golly. But yeah, 
Uh, thank you to them. Uh, they don't know that they unintentionally uh, gave it to us, but thank you. Thanks uh, for Pierre sponsoring Project. this podcast with one. Check K. them out. We love you. They they have like little uh, four pack cardboard cardboard holders. They're trying to do their best. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, like oh, for like the like when in you, and out, like when they give you your drinks. Yeah, that's no, how you get. I, a no, four it's pack? like it holds it by the lips on the top, the lip of the can. Oh, like the it's made of cardboard. Yeah, that is pretty sustainable of them because the yeah, plastic, a lot of the plastic ones look like they're gonna be here for two thousand years. Yeah, no, those are not going anywhere. Okay, <laughs> anyways, um, actually, hold on, one more distraction. I'm so sorry. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to plug because I get the feeling we lose listeners within ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this Saturday, this Saturday at the Yaman Comedy Lounge in Hollywood, California, come see me perform live uh, stand up. Doors open at seven. Happy hour, seven thirty. We'll see you there. If you go, if you don't, it's okay. I still love you. Everyone should go. You you'll get to see newcomers into the yeah. You get to see game. you get to see very fresh comics. You get to see some seasoned guys too. I think it's cool because then you get to relate to those people because it's almost like you can feel yourself being on the stage and you might think maybe I can do this, you know? Yeah, it's it's it, it amazed me how common it was for people to be comedians. Like literally just going to the pub and starting to learn and know those people, like out of the, I don't know, 25 employees I have, like a good few of them, like three or four or five of them are like, yeah, I have done or I do stand up and I'm just like, holy shit. You don't have to be some special, super smart god. You just have to be funny, and that's all people care about. Wonderful. Yeah, I can I, do that. I think it's just it's like anything else. It's an art. It's something that you need to practice. Yes, and that's it. So if you want, if you want to try to be funny on stage, you can try it out, and that's it's cool that you get to like share it. by pursuing something. You get to share it with others, and I think that's important. Is whenever you try, you have these goals in mind, you realize that other people have common goals, and that's really how you bond with people. I'm very positive about this episode. It's ketchup that's really gotten me excited. All right, let's catch up to it then. <laughs> ketchup. It's also called ketchup because it's sometimes made with cat's blood. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's cats blended up. Uh, okay, so ketchup or catsup is a table condiment with a sweet and sour flavor. The unmodified term ketchup now typically refers to tomato ketchup, although early recipes used egg whites, mushrooms, oysters, grapes, mussels, or walnuts, among other ingredients. Have you ever seen grape ketchup? I've never seen grape ketchup. Really? I've never heard of egg whites and ketchup. Mushrooms, never. Oysters, none of these things. Walnuts, I believe, because Armenians have some this like walnut dip, like savory walnut dip. So I remind me of that. That sounds pretty good. It's called, I think uh, my mom can uh, write in. It's called Muhammadah, I think. She's made it a few times. Like it's like tomato like or pepper paste and wow. walnuts. But when, I don't think it's, when you, when you I don't say, think it's fucking ketchup though. So. For sure. When you say dip, what do you dip into it? Anything. Uh, pita chips. Oh, so bread. it's literally just like a, like, hell yeah. That sounds, it's a dip. It's a very, it's very thick so dip. so good too. The spices and flavors vary, but commonly including Onions, allspice, coriander, cloves, cumin, garlic, mustard, and sometimes include celery, cinnamon, or ginger. That sounds disgusting. Wait, did you miss the first sentence? Tomato ketchup is made of from tomatoes, sugar. Did you say that? No. Was, <laughs> okay, I'm just making I sure. I thought I was on, going crazy and not listening to you. Instagram. Yeah, I know. That's why. I was like, this, how does this guy multitasking? Sorry. I, I and You made me feel awkward, but it's okay. I feel awkward most of the time. Um, Let's try that again. Tomato ketchup is made from tomato, sugar, and vinegar with seasonings and spices. However, the spices and flavors may vary, but commonly include onions, allspice, coriander, cloves, cumin, garlic, and mustard, sometimes celery, cinnamon, or ginger. Okay, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. A lot of shit in there, man. Um, 
I see the tomatoes. Obviously, it's crazy to me how tomatoes become ketchup. That's that's the craziest part to me. Actually, when I think about it, when I think of a tomato, nothing in there. <laughs> I can more easily see a mango becoming ketchup. It's it's alchemy that it comes. <laughs> ketchup comes from fucking tomatoes. I personally cannot eat tomatoes by themselves. Uh, I I can, but I won't enjoy it at all. Ketchup, <laughs> on the other hand, I can enjoy with a lot of things. I love. I love ketchup. Yeah, can I say with the uh, it used to include walnuts or grapes or mussels or oyster. And I'm like the ketchup sounds good on most of this shit outside of grapes. I yeah, like, I love ketchup. Wait, no, I think they said that they would add those things. No, right, that was a part of the original like recipes. But it's just like when I was listening to them and I was just like egg whites. I can see that working. Oysters, I can see that working. And it's because oh, like- ketchup itself is just so good in my head. But I've only had the vinegar seasonings. The this recipe: sugar, ketchup, tomato. <laughs> we're we're gonna have a segment uh later on because I, th- I think we already talked about the beer so we want to get into the topic it's gonna be a little preview it'll be will it catch up because there's a lot of things i feel like you can use ketchup with not a shitload but i depends how upwards, much you want to expand your horizons upwards of 10 okay like you said tomatoes sugar obviously it's pretty sweet like i think we don't realize that vinegar it's pretty sour too i get that and then seasonings and spices which is probably a bunch of stuff like they probably use a bunch of stuff that we don't even realize, like onion powder. Onion powder. <laughs> I feel like I don't taste that though. Do you notice like ketchup doesn't really like sit on the tongue afterwards like salsa does? Or it doesn't whatever. really linger. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it's so popular with kids. It's sour. It's sweet, and it doesn't really bother you for very long. Okay. So the market leader in the United States, sixty percent market share, and the United Kingdom is eighty-two percent is Heinz tomato ketchup. You said this to me earlier at work yeah. with like this fascination, but it's, <laughs> I'm an idiot. What is market share? That, okay, uh, from 60% of fucking tomato yep. ketchup in that country is Heinz? Exactly, yeah. 82% in the UK is Heinz. UK does not surprise me. Uh, what what yeah, flavorless no. human beings? <laughs> Dude, I gotta say, I had some tasty French fries and burgers out there. And Indian food because they can't make shit else. All right, I, well, okay, that's actually kind of true. Yeah, I'm not saying flavor. Look, maybe their food might be flavorless, but their personalities are also terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't like soccer and techno music? <laughs> Whatever the fuck I like them at the same time. Uh, but that's crazy to me. 60% is... Like, they always they always say, like, the I think Heinz commercials are like, it's always Heinz. It's, it's always... And honestly, I, I, I what, can't even... Hunts? <laughs> I don't complain about Hunts. There's nothing wrong with Hunts. Bro, they used to always have Hunts at Bosco. I, I remember this because I had to put on my... My breakfast burritos, and I'd be very angry. That it was like kind of hunts. sweet. Yeah, it's, it's too sweet, sweet. And, but it's almost like spicy. Not in the no. heat. It just like has this like nutmegginess <laughs> like that this, it stands this, out. This burn to it. I was like, is there pumpkin spice in this ketchup? It's it, Hunts is confusing to me. We're gonna put a poll, obviously. Um, but obviously, I think it's just, ob- it's I gonna be Heinz. It's for sure. The packaging is. So much better for Heinz. Like they have the Coca Cola versus like yes. RC Cola of Hunts. Hunts is so Dude. typical. It looks like tomato sauce. Fuck you, Hunts. You're right. right. You're right. Oh. Fuck Hunts. All right. So tomato ketchup is most often used as a condiment to dishes that are usually served hot and fri- hot and are fried or greasy. That's that was a weird sentence. But yes, fried or greasy French fries and other potato dishes, hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken tenders. Hot sandwiches, meat pies, cooked eggs, and grilled or fried meat. I will say something that I love is because I love it with Spam. Because Spam is so salty that ketchup kind of evens it out. 
I can see that working. I don't think I've ever had spam outside of spam misubi, and that I was like the rice evens it out because it has no salt usually, but that makes sense. Huh? I guess I guess spam really needs like you, a tether. To, oh no, you need you need it with something. It's so salty. It's <laughs> to ridiculous. wake your eyes got yeah. wide. Um, I love <laughs> spam and ketchup is good. Um, hamburgers are all right. I do not like hamburgers with ketchup. What? It just tastes like a cafe. Like it reminds say. me of like being in a cafeteria when I was in in like middle school and they made really bad hamburgers. I went to an Armenian school, so they didn't really know what a hamburger was. So it's almost like they put a lula kebab in a in between a bun. It's an Armenian joke. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I know. I thought I, I realized. Sorry, wrong, wrong audience. Wrong kebab. Audience. They put a kebab in a bun. That's all I was saying. What's a what was the first word? Lula kebab means like ground beef kebab. Like oh, you know, like, yes, yeah. You know, like, they kind of shape it into like a exactly. bunch of figure eights. Into a into a like a, a poop. It looks like poop. It kind of looks like anal beads. I didn't, yes. Exactly. Yeah. It That's looks good. like a like the hungry hungry caterpillar, but it's made of meat. Yeah. Um, uh Sorry. but yeah. Okay. Fries, obviously. Fries, dude. Fucking one of the best combos of all time. I gotta say, it's been I think okay, actually recently I just had ketchup by itself for the first time. <laughs> In like years, because I've been, I, I usually catch up at work or anywhere that you can find hot sauce. So I mix hot sauce into my ketchup always. Mm-hmm. Ketchup by itself is pretty good. Ketchup with sriracha, unbeatable. Dude. Do it for a burger. They have, okay, ketchup and sriracha is amazing. They already, they have sriracha ketchup like everywhere. It's already there. It's, but it's, like I feel weird buying it by itself. I want the option of possibly having ketchup by itself. I, I have I always have ketchup and sriracha, so I can mix them together. I don't need them already combined. I just feel like, what if it's not hot enough, or what if it's too hot? Like I want I want the power over how much sriracha is in there because exactly. I feel like I do like one to one. I do like I like uh, Cholula and ketchup also. Oh, I miss Cholula. My family stopped buying it because it's so <laughs> fucking. One, it's not spicy at all, so you can use like fucking a full cup of it on any like one egg. Potato. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so amazing on it's, eggs. But also, it's like fucking seven dollars, dude. It's expensive. It's so yeah. expensive. Cholula, calm the fuck down. It's one of those things that my putting... dad has to fucking get from Costco for me now because it's the only way it's cost, like, like cost viable. Efficient. Yeah, Put, dude. What I'm gonna start putting fucking citric acid and tapatio <laughs> and calling that shit Cholula, dude. Stop <laughs> fucking with me. It's too. Expensive. It's also it's very like I like that it's the right amount of vinegar. because uh, tabas- Tabasco is too hard. I gotta say the green Tabasco, dude, unstoppable. Have you ever had Yucateco hot sauce? Uh, from the restaurant? Never mind. Okay, we need to get back on topic because okay. there's a lot to do. Okay. We have a lot to cover, guys, and yep. I want you to stay. All right, let's get let's just jump into history. Fuck it. Ew, that, that, the last thing I said, it, you can also eat them on potato chips. If you eat potato chips with ketchup, you're dying. And going, <laughs> you're disgusting. Fuck you. Okay, history. Mushroom ketchup. In the United Kingdom, ketchup was historically prepared with mushrooms as a primary ingredient rather than tomatoes. That <laughs> it looks like caca. It looks. Oh my god! <laughs> it looks like a cup of shit. <laughs> it's 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 like you're pranking someone. Like oh my god! Look, I made you. I made you some uh some dinner. I, I wanted to bring you some food, and you just you just open up a pile of shit in a in a container. Dude, it looks like frozen shit. That looks yeah. horrible. Wow, Sorry. really ketchup. preserved. Ketchup. Oh my god! There's a reason why people don't make mushroom ketchup. <laughs> Okay, I, can't I think there's a reason why you don't blend them. Puree mushroom. Do I mushroom. find poop so funny? Gosh, ketchup recipes. I'm gonna cover it with my hand. All right, I'm gonna uh, let me. Please. I'll read for you. Ketchup recipes began to appear in British and then American cookbooks. Wait, oh, ketchup itself in the 18th century. <laughs> like it just started to appear in the books. Yeah, <laughs> like they like in the pages. Okay, you're. 
You I need got, to laugh got, at more. I got norm- silly. I got silly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the term ketchup first appeared in 1682. That's a long time ago. In the United States, mushroom ketchup dates back to at least 1770. Mushroom ketchup. So that means they've had time to learn to not make this pile of shit. And was prepared by British colonists in the 13 colonies. So it was prepared in the 13 colonies, which we know as the U.S. I love how they, they just kept it as British colonies. They did not say, like, this is what the U.S. used to be. The colonial this- United States. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like that the idea that they had to bring mushrooms over on a ship and be like, well, we need the ketchup on, in, the, in the colonies. Okay, tomato ketchup. Many ra- variations of ketchups were created, but the tomato-based version did not appear until around a century after the other types. An early recipe for tomato catsup, from 1817 includes anchovies. Uh, do you want to read the recipe? Because I'm kind of down to say fuck that. Oh, okay. Um, Let's do it. Go they ahead. had anchovies, which is interesting because like that's I think anchovies add a lot of flavor. It's like adding like fish sauce or something. No, for sure. Yeah. Because the Caesar salad has anchovies or like Caesar dressing. It was I'm, first developed in Mexico, I think, and they yeah, use anchovies. It's Cesar. Yeah. It's um, I think it's okay. Tijuana. I think we have to prioritize because there is a lot to get over to go over. And we don't need to give people a ketchup recipe. Yeah, do you guys want a 300-year-old ketchup recipe? No? Me the fuck either. Let's get it has, pretty much has ripe tomatoes, a lot of salt, one pound of salt. Oh, my God. Um, Gather a gallon. Wait, and then you let them rest for three days, press off the juice. Oh, okay, I get it. Because you mash them with salt, because then what that does is it leaks out all the water. Yeah. And then eventually. and rice. Yeah, you're trying to take out a lot of water, because think about it. Ketchup, it doesn't have that much water. It's very goopy. It's goopy because they put thickeners too. So the, okay, I guess this is like some okay. I, that's I don't understand. <laughs> By the mid eighteen fifties, the anchovies had been dropped. That's amazing. They gave us a whole recipe, and then they're just like, "Fuck the anchovies." James Mees published another recipe in eighteen twelve. In eighteen twenty, let's not even touch on what that was. In eighteen twenty, <laughs> in eighteen twenty four, ketchup recipe <laughs> using tomatoes appeared in the Virginia Housewife, an influential nineteenth century cookbook written by Mary Randolph, Thomas Jefferson's cousin. American cooks also began to sweeten ketchup in the nineteenth century. So it used to be very savory before. I guess very. Silent. I wonder if he kissed his cousin. Probably. Fuck yeah, yeah. Let's go. He was just like, you want you want a book published? Just then, he just pointed at his dick. He was just you know, like, you know, I realized I forget the confusion that. Sorry, I cut you off. But Jefferson, I forget Jefferson. I always get Washington, George Washington, and Jefferson mixed up. But it seems like George Washington was the cooler guy. Like he was a cool dude, and Jefferson's kind of like he was a just a nastier slave owner. I don't know. Maybe I'm not good. Jefferson's at number two, right? I think he's I think he might be number two. He's the dude on the nickel. Is he on the nickel? No. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. Wait, he said American cooks also began to sweeten ketchup in the 19th century. That's a good idea. I think ketchup would be weird if it wasn't sweet. Uh, it would be different. I think it would have a more, like, it would It would be less dynamic. It's the identity of ketchup now. Ketchup has its own identity. No. Yes. Like what? I was. I thought I was going somewhere, but I'm not going anywhere. I Anyways, think, I think, okay. Just like that one sentence before. <laughs> all right continue uh okay as the centuries progressed tomato ketchup began its ascent in popularity in the united states ketchup was popular long before fresh tomatoes were people were less hesitant to eat tomatoes as part of a highly processed product or i'm sorry people were less hesitant to eat tomatoes as part of a highly highly processed product that had been cooked and infused with vinegar and spices remember 
a long time ago, people thought tomatoes were poisonous. That's where the uh, idea of throwing tomatoes at a bad performer comes from because they're just like dying oh. piece of shit. Yeah. No one knew tomatoes were like totally fine. I think technically now, I, don't, I think the skins I might they be bad. they because tomatoes suck. <laughs> no, they're, you think it's, no, it's just they're squishy and they explode or whatever, but it's also they were essentially poisonous. I guess they look red. Red is not a good, like, I feel like symbolically red is not good. Strawberry. So. I mean, now I guess post plastic, but before that, it's just like strawberries, cherries. Uh, fucking, there's a lot of red fruit. There's a lot of red fruit. Not a lot of blue stuff. <laughs> Most fruits are red. That's why we think it's healthy because yeah. color means a l- good stuff to us now. Green. Green. Yellow. What other colors? Blue. Not blue. <laughs> what, what's a blue food? This is a George Carlin bit. There isn't one. Blueberry. That's purple. Shit. All right. Um, Tomato you, ketchup was you sold. To, do you want to continue or you want to, do, you want, do you like reading? I, I'm digging reading. Okay, but, go. But, okay. Tomato ketchup was sold locally by farmers. Jonas Yerkes is credited as the first American to sell it in a bottle. By 1837, he had produced and distributed the condiment nationally. Shortly thereafter, other companies followed suit. F&J Heinz launched their tomato ketchup in 1876. The Heinz tomato ketchup was advertised, blessed relief for mother and the other women in the household, a slogan which alluded to the lengthy process required to produce tomato ketchup in the home. Okay, so I want to reiterate that we're talking about Heinz right now. F&J Heinz. It was launched in 1876. I think the reason why I do this and go back is because when I listen to podcasts, I always, my mind breezes over. So like uh, that's why I emphasize. Maybe it sounds, sounds is, like a mansplaining, but I'm not. I'm not doing on in that. My intention is I'm doing this for myself too, because I that just breezed past my head. Yeah, but, but 1876. It was launched. That was almost a hundred. That was like 50, 100, It's 147 years old. Oh my god, that is fucking insane, dude. Okay, so Heinz was advertised, and I want to read the again the saying: "Blessed, blessed relief for mother and the other women in the household." <laughs> Good. Th- <laughs> now you don't have to make this because we were providing it. I wish. I wish we would keep slogans like this. Yeah, just well, like <laughs> <laughs> just keep like every every br- every brutally every. honest. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Okay. Um, with industrial ketchup production and a need for better preservation, there was a great increase in sh- of sugar in ketchup, leading to the typically sweet and sour formula of today. In Australia, it was Australia. Excuse me. It was not until the late 19th century that sugar was added to tomato sauce, initially in small quantities, but today it contains just as much as American ketchup, and only differed in the proportion of tomato, salt, and vinegar in early recipes. So, if I may, I may add, sugar is a big component in terms of preservation because it does something which is lowering the water activity. This is a scientific like measurement. Because the sugar, when you put it in there, it almost binds and keeps the water busy. And because you're keeping it busy, it's not flowing around. That water, you know, like you see salsa, there's a lot of water flowing around. When you put sugar, it doesn't flow around that way. And if it doesn't flow, there's less water activity. Less water activity means less bacterial growth. That's what water activity comes. If you decrease the water activity, you also decrease the, the bacterial growth. Question. If you put more sugar in ketchup, will it have less ketchup precum? What? You know the ketchup precum, like that that weird little like clear squirt. Oh, is that water activity? Um, I would say the way that might uh, you might reduce that is uh, if there's a emulsifiers uh, in it. Like it's less sugar? about the sugar. The sugar might help definitely, but that's more about like the they have um, like emulsifiers in there, like xanthan gum. Okay, these are thickeners, but also things that keep things in suspension. So okay. maybe the water wouldn't leak out. But I feel like 
for some reason, there's always a little bit of water. It right. just happens. I think it's almost condensation in the bottle or something. And then you just mix it up. Hmm. I keep slapping, but... Yeah, I, I, that's like your sentence ender. What is that? Period. Okay. The Webster's right. Dictionary of 1913 defined catsup as table sauce made of from mushrooms, tomatoes, walnuts, etc. Also written as ketchup. They weren't giving up on the mushrooms and walnuts. That cup of shit is... A, I Please put that on the cover for the wiki room this week. <laughs> the cup of shit. That, was, that is no, tomato someone, I'm going to put someone's hands like, like it's a greeting. <laughs> like, oh, I brought you ketchup. Like the Twilight fucking book, but it's just them holding... Yeah. My brother, my brother said I need to simplify. Uh, I said I went a little crazy with my my cover art, so I'm reducing it. I'm minimal. I'm going minimalistic now, which Co- I kind of coffee like. was good. Coffee was cute. Coffee was cute, right? I think I was just trying to coffee drinks. Excuse me, coffee drinks. I was trying to reduce it because it just also became a lot of work to think. I was just like I I slapped a couple of things and it was done. Yeah, I got over it. Simplicity. Modern ketchup emerged in the early years of the 20th century out of de- out of a debate over the use of sodium benzoate. uh, Yes, Uh, sorry, you're looking at me. Sodium benzoate, a huge preservative used in a lot of things. As a a preservative in the condiments, Harvey W. Wiley, the father of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, in the U.S. challenged the safety of benzoate, which was banned in 1906, Pure Food and Drug Drug Act, 1906. Was that because of a... What's the name of that fucking book about the Chicago sausage factory, the jungle, or the concrete? What the hell is it called? I have no idea. You don't know what I'm talking about? What? It's the reason I wanted to do We're sausages instead animals? of... Huh? No, no, oh. no, no, no. We're talking about... Okay, that year, 1906, the Pure Food and Drug Act was in response to a book written about a sh- Chicago sausage factory. And the, it was basically the guy would document it. It was just like, yeah, no, rats would fall into the meat. Their shit would fall into the meat. And they don't care. They would just grind it up and put it into a sausage and sell it to you. And it was published... And then the, there was a government outrage. And from that, the FDA and the Food and Drug, this, the Food and Drug Act was born. So, was there, what, what the hell did I say? I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, something about this, uh, oh, sodium benzoate was being banned. I wonder if that had anything. Well, that's, the safety of benzoate, I think it's just like, the as a compound, maybe, there's good, there's preservatives that are not bad. Maybe benzoate, they didn't know enough and they didn't know if it was harmful. And maybe that was like a reaction to that time you said. Yeah. Um, was that, I was going to make a stupid joke about like, oh, was that the document, same documentarian as Super Size Me or something? It wasn't going to land. I wonder where that, where that guy's at right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing another one. Not McDonald's. There's a, he's going to make a trilogy. <laughs> he's a second one? No. Super, That'd be cool though if there's a trilogy of documentaries. <laughs> Sorry. That'd be good. Um, okay. In response, entrepreneurs, including Henry J. Hines, pursued an alternative recipe that eliminated the need for preservative. Catherine Bidding, a bacteriologist working for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, carried out research in 1909 that proved increasing the sugar and vinegar content of the product would prevent spoilage without use of artificial preservatives. She was assisted by her husband, Arville Bidding an official at that agency. How cute. You know, it's cute when there's like two science couples, you know? I wonder what they, I wonder if they were like, did they try, did they just make a bunch of ketchup? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's a good point is, so she was a bacteriologist and so was her husband. Um, I bet they did it in the lab, sickos. Where's your mind? (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking about? (laughs) Um, so they said increasing the sugar and vinegar content. That's important. Like I said, sugar is good for reducing the water activity. Vinegar is good for reducing the pH, making it more acidic. And that also 
uh, decreases bacterial and microbial growth. Is they, they're just not good in acidic conditions. Which, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool that they didn't have to even use preser- preservatives anymore. I wonder if they have it. I'm we'll sure look at the ingredients of Heinz right now. I get the feeling there's a lot of fucking ingredients, and many of them have scientific names. Prior to Heinz and his fellow innovator, innovators, Jesus, I really shit the bed on that word. Prior to Heinz and his fellow innovators, commercial tomato ketchups of that time were watery and thin, in part due to the use of unripe tomatoes, which were low in pectin. They had less vinegar than modern ketchups. By pickling the ripe tomatoes, the need for benzoate was eliminated without spoilage or degradation in flavor. But the changes driven by the desire to eliminate benzoate also produced changes that some experts, such as Andrew F. Smith, believe were key to the establishment of tomato ketchup as a dominant American condiment. What the fuck does that mean? Because we got rid of the preservative, it became more common in households? Okay, but the changes driven by the desire to eliminate benzoate also produced changes that some experts believe were key Okay, to that. To making it the dominant. So maybe because it was able to overcome that obstacle of like being very shelf stable without any preservatives, that made it very dominant because it was like, here you go, guys. We did what you wanted. No no bad preservatives. All the good ketchup. And it's not weird and watery. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> Squirt in their face. And they're just like, cool, I'll put this on my... <laughs> on my... What? Yeah, like what... A, what the fuck do what I... What do I put it on? What? What? what the, hot, the hot dog? I think maybe that was like propaganda. Put like ketchup on your hot dog, but I do like a little bit of ketchup on my hot dog. How do you take your hot dog? I like it Up with a good amount of mustard and a little bit of ketchup, like a nice little strip of ketchup, but mostly a lot of mustard I, and fucking pickles. I like. You should just do this. Sh- oh my god, we're going to Chicago this year. Yeah, we should have. I, oh, when yeah, I was going, there. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to Chicago. Okay, I'm definitely going with you. Okay, well, I won't. I'll be busy for the most part of the day, but at nighttime, I'll be free. You act like I'm going for I'm going for business up pleasure. No, but I will be. We're gonna be having fun though. And also, I'm probably just gonna go for like four days, three days or something. Yeah, you're going for a dude. Week. It's super easy. Chicago is so. It's so fun during the day. It's also oh. so quick to get there. Uh, yeah, dude. From love. California, it's not bad. We do love. We do love. Okay, so we're gonna. T- so I know this has been very long so far, 34 minutes. So, but Are we we're gonna close? get. But dude, we're. I have. No- you say, are we even close? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to get into later innovations. That was just, dude, that was like coming up to like, that was 1900s where they figured out ketchup already. Yeah, we just got through. Like, t- the Titanic is still afloat at this point in history. Jesus Christ, this whole article makes me All right, I'm going to, I will talk about later innovations. In fast food outlets, which is crazy to think about, is that this became a huge fast food like item. Uh, ketchup is often dispensed in small sachets or tubs. Din- diners tear the side or top and squeeze the ketchup out. This is, I feel like they're explaining the obvious. <laughs> um, anyways, they, whatever, we have diners with a bunch of ketchup in packets and we squeeze them everywhere. In 2011, we have jumped 111 years about, Heinz began offering a new measured portion package called the dip and squeeze packet, which can be opened in either way giving both options. I kind of first of all, someone made so much money p- making that package. Secondly, I kind of don't like the dip and squeeze. They there's so much work. I have to do like 18 of them to get the amount of ketchup I want. It's also the dip. Who the fuck is it's not barbecue sauce. This is not it's not I mean, I get it if you're eating fries, but for the most part ketchup 
being squeezed is totally fine. Oh, wait. It's those... Like the ones from fucking Chick-fil-A, man. Oh, it's those... Oh. That... It's the, that's the dip and squeeze. Okay. Yeah, so you can Those rip are off. so much better. You like them? Yeah, I like I, they're, they're, I like it's a shit. It's a, it's a lot. It's a, yeah, it's for a sure. lot of sauce. It's like, it's like two... It's like two... You got really excited about that. It's a the, lot of sauce, dude. There's, it's like two ketchup packets for sure, but it's just a lot of... The hard plastic and stuff, it's, it's a lot of work for the dip and squeeze. Not a fan. Sorry, I don't know why I have such an opinion on this. No, Some that's... fast food outlets previously dispensed ketchup from hand-operated pumps and pa- into paper cups. This method has made a comeback in the first decade, decades of the 21st century. In the first decades of the 21st century, as costs and environmental concerns over the increasing use of individual plastic ketchup tubs were taken into account. That's that's a good point. Is dude, you can just have dispensers at the fast food place, and then. I'm I mean, blown, I'm just blown away that we I have lived through two oh, decades you, of the 21st century. You know, yeah. Oh my God, that's true. that was that was gross to read. <laughs> yeah, was, I didn't like that. I was that. like, why are they saying first decade? Wait, I, I forget. There's two decades. decades? Fuck. What is <laughs> happening? Um, but that dude, I realized those sauce packets have not made a change. They're like, we're still doing the plastic thing. Yeah, we're just I'm throwing sorry, it away. Well, how else are we supposed to do this? Honestly, what do you want me to do? Put it in their hand. <laughs> the way I feel like plastic goods should be made like like fishing seasons where you can only get tuna every two years. You can only get like, you should plastic ketchup bottles. We're going to make 2 million every 10 years. I think that, that's what I realized is a thing in, in modern society is you get whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's you, and back in the day. You only got it in certain seasons. It was a privilege. Now we get, we get whatever sauce we want, whenever we want. And, you have a choice always. Avocados and fucking and strawberries in the winter. I don't give a fuck. We'll, we'll make a greenhouse for it. It's insane. Take avocados away from me for a little bit. I need the break anyways. I love it. Okay, so what did it say? We'll go. I'll breeze in this through this one. Then we'll be done with later innovations. In October 2000, Heinz introduced colored ketchup products <sighs> called Easy Squirt. Um, which eventually included <laughs> green in 2000, purple, mystery, which is pink, orange, or teal, and blue. These products were made by adding food coloring to the traditional ketchup. As of January 2006, these products were discontinued. Do you remember? Yes, I remember. And I realized it was so easy for them. They just literally pressed on the little droplets and then suddenly their ketchup was blue. It was like, why not try this out? It was so gross. I hated the flavor. I can, it tasted like fucking like silly string. Not silly string. What's the stuff that comes out of the can? Silly string. Yeah. It, it tasted like that smelled. I never tried it. Silly my, string? My mom, thought, my mom thought it was a very silly thing. Oh, the ketchup? Silly thing to buy. It was. My mom bought, I remember she got a humongous tub of it from Costco. And like it, like, it was purple. And dude, that thing stayed in the house for fucking like a year. Like, I had a birthday. It's still good. And then I had another birthday. We saw the purple fucking ketchup. It was gross. All right, jumping into terminology. The term used for the sauce varies. Ketchup is a dominant term in American English and Canadian English, although catsup is commonly used in the southern United States and Mexico, confirming that if you have a fucking southern accent, you don't speak American English. Kale syrup. Catsup? I like catsup with my French fries and my fried alligator. In Canada and the U.S., tomato sauce is not a synonym for ketchup, but it is a sauce made from tomatoes and commonly used in sauce making or using used in making sauce for pasta. Which is kind of oh. odd to think someone would say tomato sauce would mean ketchup, but I'm American, so what the fuck do I know? Uh, also, um, when I went to Armenia, ketchup is also very popular there. Like they have these, um, they're they're not like as rigid as pack. You know, like the squeeze bottles here are pretty rigid, mm-hmm. like plastic. 
um there it's like these like squeezable they're very it's like a big squeeze imagine like a big squeeze packet not packet like you know the ones that you tear off it's like those except as like a little like dispenser at the end like a fucking big capri sun yeah those? exactly weird yeah. Yeah, but they really like ketchup. They also use ketchup uh, as their pizza sauce, which is not good. <laughs> they don't understand. They don't understand pizza there, and it's okay. They're just like red, right? Their, red and tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Etymology. The etymology of the word ketchup is unclear and has multiple competing theories. Thanks for not expanding on that fucking Wikipedia. Add a footnote, though. Oh no! Wait, no. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch. A moy theory. A popular folk etymology is that the word came to English from the Cantonese ketchup. Uh, literally meaning tomato sauce in Cantonese. The word ke means eggplant, tomato in Cantonese, which literally translate to, translates to foreign eggplant. Another, another theory among academics in that word derives from one or two, uh, one of two words from Hokkien of the Fujian region of the coastal southern China. Kochap in Xiamen and Quanzu. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quanzu. Or ketchup in Zhangzu. 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 Sorry, Zhangzu. Both of these words, kochep and ketchup, come from either the Quanzu dialect, Amoy dialect, or Zhangzu dialect of Hokkien, where it meant the brine of pickled fish. They love pickling, dude. They love pickling seafood. It's a, it's a great way to conserve shit, honestly. Dude, Chin- Chinese cuisine is one of the most fascinating cuisines. I know it sounds like pretentious to say that, but I saw this. There was this Netflix special. That was like 10 minutes each episode. It's called Flavorful Origins. And I think it follows like different regions in China and different topics like pickles, uh, pickled fruits or whatever, or pickled fish, fish sauce. It's like different topics, which is perfect for me. Amazing. Like it was just, they, they do so many crazy things and they're very innovative. Like even throughout history, it's just amazing. I don't know why I, I had to talk about this, but I loved it. You, you, I thought you were going somewhere way more deep. Oh, I, I was going to go deep? Out. No. Well, Let's get back I to can ketchup. go deeper. I don't. I can look into your eyes deeper. I'm going to go back. To <laughs> there, there are citations of Kochiap in the dictionary of the vernacular or spoken language of the Amoy, London Trudner, from 1873, defined as the brine of pickled fish or shellfish. So that just kind of repeated what it said. Of basically, Amoy and Hokkien both agree that it means the brine of pickled fish. The Malay theory. Let me do Malay theory. Do it. Let me do it, Malady. <laughs> you Malay. I should wear a fedora. <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> okay, the Malay theory. So there's multiple theories, and this is ketchup. This is where I I was looking at this. I was looking at this article before Leo came, and I was like, oh my god, there's a lot. They have di- they have dove deep into into ketchup. I gotta say, you were just in Vietnam, which is an Asian country. Uh, was there ketchup on the tables? No. Why the fuck is why why the hell Bro, why are they so heavily involved in only the etymology? I think it's they they just have ancient origins. They have ancient origins. Like their history is so deep and it's pretty well documented. Um so ketchup Malay theory. Um ketchup may have entered in entered the English language from the Malay word, I think that's Malaysia. Uh Malay. kit, kit oh kitjap. Kitjap. Uh, sometimes spelled uh, keycap or ketijap. That's just the way that it's spelled. Originally meaning soy sauce. The word itself uh, derives from the Chinese terms. In Indonesian cuisine, which is similar to Malay, the term keycap refers to some fermented savory sauces. Two main types are well known in their cuisine. Kepap asin, which translates to salty keycap in Indonesian. 
and kepap manis, which means sweet kepap kekap in Indonesian. I feel I realize that's a lot of things that we were referring to. Pretty much, they're they're talking about a bunch of fermented savory sauces, and there's salty and sweet that they know of, which is salty is kekap asin, and then kekap manis is sweet kekap. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Probably that's not. it. I think that's enough for the theory. I think it's gonna get. It's it's more of the same thing after that. Okay. We can get into the European Arabic. You, I'm going to scroll down and you can start sure. reading. Okay. European-American the- Arabic theory. American anthropologist E.N. Anderson relies on Elizabeth David to claim that ketchup is a cognate of the French escaveche. Ec- escaveche? I'm saying that in Spanish. No, escaveche, food, yeah. Escaveche, meaning food and sauce. The word also exists in Spanish and Portuguese from forms as escaveche, of sauce for pickling, which culinary historian Karen Hess traced back to Arabic kabis, or pickling with vinegar. The term was anglicized to sevayach, a word first attested in the late 17th century at the same time as ketchup. So the anglicized version is keviach, and that somehow became fucking ketchup to the Anglos. I wonder why, but it's it says pickling with vinegar. So it's, maybe it's the act of like using... So like ketchup is not just tomatoes. If it was tomatoes, it would just be a ketchup. It would be just a tomato sauce. Yeah. Not too sour. Not very sensory, Family. I guess. Like sensory, not overload, but it's like ketchup is a lot going on. It's sweet. It's sour. It's very obvious. Like tomato sauce is more like, I guess, downplayed. What? It's sweet. It's sour. It's gone. Sour patch <laughs> ketchup. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's like they're they're saying like the addition of vinegar because it has vinegar and it has like sugar. Anyways, all right. So let me scroll down. But there's er- early uses in English. You take it. All right. So we're still in etymology. I know it's getting a little boring, but I think this part might be interesting. I mean, so how, how much history could there really be to fucking catch up? Let's really let's really cover it. Uh, so early uses in English. So this is pretty much like references throughout history, like where they've mentioned it. So the word entered the English language in Britain during the late 17th century. So Britain, 17th century, is that 1600s? Uh, yeah, right? Yes, because we're in the 21st and I it's forget. 2000. Uh, appearing in, in print, so appeared in print as ketchup with a C and an A in 1690 and later as ketchup, which is with a K and an E in 1711. So it was referred to most in like both ways very, very early on. That was more than like 400 years ago. The following is not 400. That's wrong. Almost. Um, the following is a list of early quotations collected by the Oxford English dictionary in 1690 BE new, a new dictionary of the terms ancient and modern of the cast canting crew referred to it as ketchup, a high East India sauce, a high East India sauce. That's with a C and an A. Hmm. 1711, Charles Lockyer, an account of the trade in India, 128, references, soy comes in tubs from Japan and the best ketchup from Tonkin, yet good of both sorts are made and sold very cheap in China. Hmm. So they, they refer to it coming from China. Okay, so there is a fucking Asian root here in ketchup. But it seems to be completely discredited by Heinz, and so we have no history, really. Like, when I think of ketchup, I don't think of Chinese cuisine at all. But I can think of a lot of fucking, not Chinese, but Asian cuisine that I would, like, fry. They have a lot of fried shit that I would eat with it. Oh, they, okay. They do have some something similar. It's like a very... Like, tempura have, with ketchup? I, I can get behind oh, that. Oh, yeah. 
I think uh, what I remember in Vietnam was I know this is they're talking a lot about China. They had like a like it's almost like sriracha except very a lot thicker and a lot sweeter and less spicy. And it was almost like their ketchup. That, that's that's, that's almost ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> you almost described ketchup. Um, in 1727, Eliza, Eliza Smith, the compliot's housewife, Complete. or accomplished gentleman's woman, Gentle. sorry, gentlewoman's companion. So that's in 1727. The first published recipe included mushrooms, anchovies, and horseradish. Fuck you, Eliza Smith. So it probably looked terrible. Probably but, so like- that was ketchup, but it was with <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> the way that looked and smelled like poop. All right. In 1730, Jonathan Swift, a pen garrick on the Dean walks. 1755-4. What the fuck? All right, anyway. And for our homebred British cheer, Bar- Bartago, catsup and Kavir. Oh, that's like a is, rhyme. Is this just literally references throughout history? That's, yeah, this when, is when did they say ketchup? Okay, I'm going to uh, cut ahead a little bit because we don't want to just keep going over references. This is a weird like index. Yeah, this is literally is an index. Lord Byron. Okay. Walker ride to Stranded and buying gross ketchup, soy, chili, vinegar, and Harvey. What? No, there's only, don't even worry about that part. Mordecai. Okay, so 1840, Charles Dickens. I think it's significant. In Barnaby Rudge. Obviously, we've all read it. Um, Significant, huh? Uh, huh? Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, some lamb chops breaded with plen- breaded with plenty of ketchup. Sounds great. <laughs> that actually, that actually Man, does. I'm not wasting my lamb chops with ketchup. I like lamb chops. I love lamb chops, but I'm not going to waste it. Or but they're waste breaded. Them on ketchup. I don't know. Or not waste them on ketchup. Garnish them with waste ketchup. Waste the lamb chops on ketchup. But yeah. It's just, I would rather have that with some other sauce. Maybe a chimichurri or something. Some sort of mint sauce. I hate when they... they, You don't like mint and lamb? I don't like the herbal or very floral type things with meat. It's too much. It's mint. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's just skip this fucking section. Okay, we're done. All right. That's it. We we learned where ketchup came from, from fucking people saying it. If you got really bored, you can uh, skip ahead with your little car thing. It goes 15 seconds. It's fine. We we won't take it personally. Just click it. All right. 10 minutes ago, click it like 100 times. I think this part is interesting. I love because uh, I love this part. It's Car- like science based. You do composition. <laughs> U.S. Heinz tomato ketchup, ketchup's ingredients listed from highest to lowest percentage weight. Wait, so there's they have do they have a fancy kind? Oh, wait, anyways. Oh, oh, it's ketchup. It's saying it's ketchup ingredients. Like what has what's the most in it? Like in terms of like okay, so mass. F- like as in fancy would be a grade of it. It's like if you saw the ingredients on the back of the nutrition facts, like what, like you know, how you see sugar as the most for some things. Yes, whatever's listed first in ingredients is that which is most in it. So yeah, like I said, highest to lowest percentage weight. Uh, first is tomato concentrate from red ripe tomatoes. So that's just tomato concentrate, which means they took out most of the water because water is not good for ketchup or. Preservation. Okay. Okay. Distilled vinegar, um, high fructose corn syrup because it's cheap. Uh, corn syrup. So they they thought high fructose corn syrup wasn't good. They want to balance it out with just corn syrup. Uh, salt, spice, onion powder, and natural flavoring. So I don't know if they put any garlic, but yeah. So like that's all the the last few things were just a little bit of seasoning. But yeah. So it's it's pretty much vinegar, sugar, and tomato concentrate okay yeah makes sense and obviously salt it's, all, not, it's got a lot of things going on i did not realize composition was going to be actually what the hell is in it okay fancy ketchup some ketchup in the u.s is labeled fancy this usda grade related to specific gravity 
Fancy ketchup has a higher tomato solid concentration from other USDA grades, being it has the least or the most amount of solids. Fancy, specific gravity at 1.15, has 33% total solids. Standard, on the other hand, the, the lower of the grades, is 1.11 specific gravity with a total of 25% total solids. So it's mostly the other it's, shit that isn't just, tomatoes. They're pretty much saying it's thicker. And you'll see, like, fancy ketchups are kind of like, they might have a chunkier consistency. But I know this is like weird that we're just going over this, but I think they're just saying fan, something that's considered fancy ketchup is just thicker. There's more, there's more solids in it. It's also, it's nice to know that fancy is a grade. It's like, it's there for a reason. It's not just them kind of patting themselves on the back. Being, what are you doing? Are you dancing? It's not them, themselves just patting themselves on the back being like, we're, we're fancy, nice ketchup. That's not that poor people shit. It's, it's, it means like, oh, we have so much more solids than other ketchup. So much more solids. Huge. Huge. Uh, I walked in here. I said, wow, there's so much salad in here. <laughs> Must be fancy. <laughs> um, ketchup is not fancy. Let me just, l- l- let me just let you know. <laughs> it's, ketchup, you, don't, you ketchup. don't have to get the fancy ketchup. You're, yeah, no. You shouldn't use it on any of the food you have at your wedding. Uh, okay, so we're going to go over nutrition a little bit. Um, the following table compares the nutritional value of ketchup with raw ripe tomatoes and sal- salsa. <laughs> Based, salsa based, based on, information. on information from the usda uh okay what does it say so there's ketchup low sodium ketchup okay so normal ketchup for 100 grams which is i feel like not a lot it has 100 calories and then 68 grams of water so you're getting a lot of water and you're staying hydrated you know i don't know about that's 68 percent that. water by weight uh, 1.74 grams of protein. So if you want to load up on your protein, just eat a bunch of ketchup. Just get a big jug of it and like take it around. Like you know those guys at the gym have a big water jug. Just take ketchup with you. It's got water and protein. Yeah, you're not. Dude, you're probably gonna I'm, cramp up from all the salt, but you'll, you won't die, I guess. Um, and then it has 25 gram. Bro, 25 percent of it is sugar. How if seventy percent of it is wait 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 how much of it is water? Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Okay, so where's the other seven <laughs> percent? Fats. What the hell is lycopene? So if you have a hundred grams of ketchup, you get a thousand. <laughs> huh? Lip lysop, lycopene. Sorry. I'll, it's a parasite. I'll, <laughs> I'll lycopene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. That was that was pretty good. Thanks. See that's see. That's not too raunchy. I R- like that. Ryan would have loved that. Ugh. Okay, viscosity. Oh. This is, bro, the, okay, this is where it surprised me even more, where it, it is getting into the, the chemistry and engineering side. You, you do know? it. You want to go for it? Yes. Um, viscosity. So it's talk, So they're very focused on just the thickness of it. That's what viscosity is. Commercial tomato ketchup has an additive usually xanthan gum, which gives the condiment a pseudo-plastic or shear-thinning property, more commonly known as visotropic. I have no idea what that means. I'm sorry. Thixotropic. But what this does, this xanthan gum, it's a powder. I literally have it in my cupboard. I, I use it thick and stuff. It's in a weird little Tupperware that my aunt gave me because my aunt <laughs> also uses xanthan gum sometimes. It's used in um, gluten-free bread because it's a good thickener. Did you use it for the eggnog? No, I had the, I had the pudding mix. I didn't have to bring out the xanthan gum for that one. I hate, I hate it. Um, not out of the artillery. It made me cry. Stop. 
this increases the viscosity. So like we said, the xanthan gum, I know we said all those sheer thinning pseudoplastic, but what that means is that it increases the viscosity of the ketchup considerably with a relatively small amount added, usually 0.5%. You do not have to use much. It works very it works very well in small amounts, which can make it difficult to pour from a con- container. Wait, oh, it makes it difficult to pour the ketchup. It's However, sticky. the sheer thinning property of the gum uh, ensures that when a force is applied to the ketchup, it will lower the viscosity, enabling the the sauce to flow. So even though it's thick, I think that's the point, is even though it's thick, once a force is applied, it's able to move. It's it's almost like counterintuitive. It's like it thickens it, but it also makes it able to like squeeze out of a bottle. Because imagine how hard it is to, like, what's something that would be, like, imagine, like, a thick, like, chocolate sauce. It would be hard to squeeze out of a bottle, maybe. It could also be the opposite of it. Without it, or it like could be frosting. just very, very watery. And how, like, what if you would put way too much ketchup on your shit? Yeah, but I think that's the thing is it, this Xanthan gum, it was almost a very, like, good additive tool to give it that thickness, but also make it squeezable. This is nerdy as fuck. Yeah, it kind of making sense why you were so excited about this article. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking, so sorry. I'm like fucking catch up. Do we? Okay. So, Leo, how are you feeling about this so far? I am <laughs> sick of ketchup. <laughs> I'm sick of ketchup. Why are we not? We're just not eating it. We're just ruining. I'm really good at killing things, but no, no, it's not. I think killing with ketchup. This one had a low pulse. I mean, I was really excited about it, but like as we got into viscosity, after a while, I was just like. After I started dying somewhere in uh, like the etymology when we got into the American ones and it was just like this has nothing to do with ketchup and just when it was referred to by like famous authors yeah I, I was like I what am I eating after this like my trust me okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring us back in viscosity just for a little bit so I, I have faith in you do it okay so a part where this comes into play is you everyone knows when you get Heinz ketchup in a glass bottle which i don't personally like cuz it's just a pain in the ass cuz yeah, it, it always creates this it just doesn't flow out ever so as we know they usually say to hit the 57 right tap the 57 and to me i thought that was a myth but i guess it makes sense and the reason why is because of uh what is it the pseudo plastics technology anyways what spe- <laughs> Like Job of the Hut. Yeah, just start speaking in like Bosnos. That's like that's how it sounds when I'm explaining this shit. This is also the sound of the ketchup coming out of the bottle. <laughs> okay, so specifically, so what we're gonna talk about is specifically with the Heinz ketchup glass bottle, one taps the 57 circle on the neck. This helps the ketchup flow by applying the correct shearing force. So that's what is, I guess, the application here is that because you tap it with the knife, it gives it enough shearing force that even though it's super viscous, it still allows it to flow out because you're applying enough shearing force. And just think of shearing force as this this push where it's like sliding, like avalanching a little bit. That's what you want to think of it. It's like it's an avalanche where the, something behind it is pushing it forward and it's, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really understand what shearing force is, but it's... It's a force and it's pushing. Every time we say shearing, I'm thinking about a fucking goat or like a thing of scissors. Yeah. Um, okay. These, techni- these techniques like tapping, uh, these techniques work because of how pseudoplastic fluids behave. And also what we've read after is 
Pseudoplastic fluids are like kind of similar to non-Newtonian fluids. I don't know if you guys have ever seen videos about weird non-Newtonian fluids. They're like solid but not in liquidity at the same time. Anyways, oh, yes. So this, yeah, it shows how like pseudoplastics behave, which is that their viscosity, which is their resistance to flow, decreases with increasing shearing rate. So, yeah, even the viscosity, even though it seems super thick, it'll decrease if you apply some kind of shear or force to it, like tapping the neck. Um, and I think that's it. Is are you are you good? Yeah, this makes this? sense. The reason it, it'll ref, it'll like uh, resist moving at all because it has the nature of a pseudoplastic liquid. But the more you shake it, or the more you kind of agitate it, which is shearing, the more open it is to moving and flowing out of the bottle. I just want to let you guys know I'm going to skip the part. I'm going to spare you. But they're talking about hydrogen bonds in ketchup. Fucking neato. Um, they do stuff. That's, I don't know what hydrogen it's, bonds do, man. I, 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 we don't need to. Yeah, that's why. Almost bottom of our class. There was one dumber kid. Stop. Um, I know his name. <laughs> Trin. Come no, I'm not even joking. No. Yes. I, don't, I, I forgot beat. the name you already said. Okay. Um, in 2017, uh, researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology reported the development of a bottle coating that allowed all the product to slip out without leaving a residue. Ugh. Wow. Wow. Dude, they just... That's what you guys are working on there? <laughs> For you what, dude? So now when you throw in the trash, there's no ketchup in left. Like, what's... what's... Rinse it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> it's okay. You greedy bastards. Oh, my God. They have... You know what? I need to be a researcher at MIT. They're, they're, they're having fun over there. Yeah, dude. They're just like, you guys want to build rockets? It's just like, I want more ketchup. So in tw- 2022... Research so very recently last year, Hold researchers. On. When I said that I want more ketchup, you know this is something that someone from MIT just did as like their side gig because they were bored. You know, you ever seen like engineering oh, students like play Jenga and they just go hard as fuck, and you're just like, oh, this is what your brain does for fun, ha ha ha. Instead of going out to drink, they just did. They're this. just like, you know what, dude? I'm just gonna God. I'm gonna spend this weekend. I'm sure you're trying to figure out how to get all the ketchup out of a bottle, and then I'm gonna sell it to Heinz, and it's gonna pay for the next year. <laughs> Ridiculous. Go ahead. So in 2022, researchers at the University of Oxford found that splatter from a near-empty bottle can be prevented by squeezing more slowly and doubling the diameter of the nozzle. Oh, my God. They're just... Can be prevented by squeezing more slowly and doubling the diameter. I shouldn't be annoyed, but this is just... They're they're diving too deep. That's not a discovery. They just used ketchup. Fuck you, idiots. I should be the researcher at the University of Oxford. Oh. This is a good, it's a chemistry thing, but it was the thing that we we're talking about. The ketchup, ketchup pre-cum. Separation. Yeah. Ketchup is one of the many products that are leachable, meaning that the water within the product migrates together as larger molecules within the product sediments, as the, the, as the larger molecules within the product sediment, ultimately causing water to separate out. This forms a layer of water on top of the ketchup due to the molecular instability within the product. Wait, hold on. So it says, meaning that the water within the product migrates together as the larger molecules within the product's sediment. Okay. So I guess the water doesn't know how to catch up, so it separates out sometimes. And that's ketchup precum. This instability is caused by interactions between hydrophobic molecules and charged molecules with the ketchup suspension. So I think what happens is it just leaches out once in a while because it's just hard for the water to keep up with all those solids 
It's almost like it, sque- it squeezes it some gets, water out. It sounds like it just gets heavy on itself. Yeah, it gets heavy and then it, heavy and then the water just le- yeah squeezes out in some way. Um, Pectin is a polysaccharide within tomatoes that has the ability to bind to itself and to other molecules, especially water around it. This enables it to create a gel-like matrix dependent on the amount of within the solution. Water is a large part of ketchup and due to it being 80% of the composition of, dis- of distilled vinegar. In order for the water within the ketchup to be at the lowest possible energy state, all of the hydrogen bonds that are able to be made within the matrix must be made. The water bound to the polysaccharide moves more slowly within the matrix, which is unfavorable with respect to entropy. Wait, hold on. So the water bound to the polysaccharide moves more slowly within the matrix, uh, which is unfavorable with respect to entropy. Can you but I think, I think that's good. Okay, so what it's saying is, the pectin, which is a polysaccharide, it's a thickener. And how it thickens is because it binds things together. It binds to itself. It binds to water. And it creates this gel-like matrix. And this is good for it lowers water activity. Because what it's saying is because it's bonded, it's not it, the water is not able to migrate anymore. Imagine why a water as this vessel that it, it, it sub, submarines around the ketchup. But it's not able to because it's stuck in this gel. It's frozen in this gel. And because of that, bacteria can't really take advantage of that water anymore because it's already spoken for. Hmm. Okay. The increased order within the polysaccharide water complex gives rise to a high energy state in which the water will, be wants, will want to be relieved. This concept implies that water will, be more fa- will more favorably bind it with itself because of the increased disorder between water and molecules. This is partially the cause of for water leaching out of solution when left undistor- undisturbed for a short period of time. So basically the water looks at all of the other ingredients in ketchup and says, fuck that, I'm just going to hang out by myself. Yes. And then it separates because it's like, this is just easier to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's like, look, it, if, if it's like, yeah, if it's like staying there for a while, yeah, ketchup, if, you, if ketchup starts to leach water, that means it's been sitting there for a while. Mm. Um, but yeah. It just it favors itself after a while. It just that's where this the entropy is going, or inc- the increased disorder is going towards leaching out. I feel like that's it happens favorite. pretty quickly. If you ever put as a kid during birthday parties, you know the foods have you know ketchups and stuff like all kinds of things when you're a kid, especially when there's a hot dog or whatever, like a barbecue. I remember having paper plates, and my ketchup would like stay on the paper plate, but very quickly it would have like its own like a little wet spot around oh, it. Oh yeah, but yeah. there was still ketchup there. The ketchup itself didn't dissipate, but I guess it just lost all its water and became like ketchup concentrate. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's yeah, it's weird is that it does it can do it pretty quickly. I feel like maybe I have to check mine because it's been sitting there for a while. So we should check it. Um we should like mix it up and see how long it takes for it to separate again. Yeah. Oh. I feel like it's less it takes a lot longer now. Maybe they've improved it. But if you think about it, what's crazy is ketchup doesn't seem like it has a lot of water because it's so gel, but it has a lot of water. It just in this gel-like matrix. Just as, I guess in the sense that like the things that, like I said, 80% of vinegar, fucking most of tomatoes, a lot of the ingredients here are already made of water. Right? That's what, what? I said. What is? The the ingredients that make up ketchup, the composition. Oh, that make yeah, up, yeah, already yeah. Like just from its base ingredients already, those are made of much water. So yeah. naturally the end product's going to have a shitload of it. Yeah, and I think the hard part is it has a lot of solids in it. Yeah, so it's like the water is eventually like, okay, there's not enough room for me. I have to leach out. Yeah, I can't bond to everything. Yeah. All right, well, that's technically the article for ketchup. I got to say, it did say also, see also banana ketchup? And what the fuck is that? Ooh, I think, I've, I think I know 
Banana would be a good ketchup. I'm going to kill you. Oh, wait. Bro, Cubans have a plantain ketchup or oh. something like that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I think I've had it before. Well, now you say it like that, the Cubans make pretty good fucking food. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Is it savory? You wouldn't know. But also, it, it, is, it is savory, but a little bit sweet. All right. Well, it's time to do our only ketchup segment. Will it catch up? Okay. So this is a segment where basically Kevin says food and then I go, no. I'm going to stick multiple body parts and ketchup and then Leo's going to have to look it. I'm just kidding. Starting. <laughs> oh my God, I'm crazy. Will it, will it catch up? <laughs> will it catch up? <laughs> my, my fingers. <laughs> just put them on my throat. Why, why are you doing three fingers? That's a lot. Why is it? It's like my whole fist instead of just a finger. Will it catch up? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, weird, weird obsession. Crazy, right crazy segue there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to start off, obviously, French fry, best combo. That's, that's not even need to be in Will It Ketchup. Very good. Chicken nuggets. Uh, when I was a kid, I think now I'm more of like a sweet and sour barbecue kind. Chicken nuggets will catch up for me. Chicken tenders will catch up for me. Um, okay, let's define the rules. Will ketchup means you're going to enjoy it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Does this food go with ketchup? Uh, rice with ketchup? No. Okay, I don't think so either. Um, a lot Mike, of people, a lot of people uh, like it. I will give a shout out to Mike. He said he used to like it as a kid. Mac and cheese. Shout out to Mike. Mac and cheese and ketchup. Shadow Goose. Shadow Goose again. We love you, Goose. But also, what the fuck? You were weird as a kid. Um, he's 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 been a lot of the inspiration for this episode. He gave me the confidence to really want to do this. Dude, I Mike is I a good. Be- Mike's a good fucking goose. You're a great fucking hand, like hype man. He gets me so excited all the time. He's great, man. He's great. I, I, I bet you guy. dogs love him. They're just like, oh shit. Do you want to play? And he's like, fucking, I want to play, dude. Let's go. Um, you know, love you, goose. Fucking, uh, what did you just say? Uh, mac and cheese and ketchup. I kind of, I remember liking this as a child. I can. Do I don't. It. I, I th- fucking I hate I, mac I and cheese. I would like it. I fucking hate mac and cheese as it is, but eggs and ketchup. Hell yes. Eggs and ketchup. Fucking hell yeah. Salty um, and ketchup. If, yes, dude. Exactly. If if you, I love ketchup and breakfast burritos. I, that's not even a well of ketchup because it's amazing. I mean, it's good, but also I'm, I'm I, I just like the hot sauce in that sense. I, I've almost as an adult, but you I kind like of hot replace... sauce mixed with ketchup. That's what's important that too. That makes sense. Because let's say uh, also let's say that there's like jalapenos or something, or it's spicy, even better. Like spice, spice is even better with ketchup paired with it. Oh, man, what a, a tortilla chip ketchup? No, dude. No, <laughs> no, no, man. Just no. respect, dude. It's not salsa. Um, pita chips. No. Do you want to try it? No, I, I can I try it? I'll watch you. I mean, I'm right. I'm gonna make a lot of fucking fun of you. Okay, okay. You go over there. I'm just gonna start yelling food, and then you uh, you respond from the kitchen. Um, pizza. Pizza and ketchup. Yeah. No. You okay? No. Uh, chicken wings. No. Okay. Fried zucchini. Yes. Gross. I'll I'll, I'll do it, but. Obviously ranch. Obviously ranch. Thank okay. you. Onion rings. Let's see if there's water. I'm there, look, so I'm I, looking I can, at the ketchup. I can literally see it. I literally have a Heinz ketchup. I don't see water. Let's turn it upside down. It's right there. Oh, yeah. The, okay, there's water. Gross. It's been sitting, to be fair, it's been sitting there for probably a month. Okay, so uh, first let me read the ingredients really quick. Like you said, tomato concentrate, distilled vinegar, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, salt, spice, and such. So yes, it's like we said. Oh, I thought you were gonna get into a lot of like xyloxanthum. They, they, I guess they don't mention the xanthan gum here. 
Hmm. Maybe they don't have to because it's, oh, it's such small amounts. Dude, it's probably like... Ugh, that is gross. We need to list every ingredient and everything. I don't care how much of it there is. That's weird. That's weird and untrustworthy. All right. So we're going to put ketchup on... Well, that was a lot. It's okay. All right, ketchup and pita chip. So you're going to have to give me a second to chew. Okay, let's hear what you just... I like it. Ew. I like it. I love ketchup. And, and pita chip is not bad because tortilla is just weird because it's corny. Right. I guess pita chip's a lot more... That works. F- it's the more vodka of crunchy chips. It'll kind of just bounce. I'll, I'm going to let uh, Goose know tomorrow. Well, I'm no. Yeah. We have a new thing. Pita- wanna, I kind of want to do another one. I, not now. I'll do it. <laughs> not now. Stop. Gross. You just start barfing. It'll be amazing. I, ju- I just, you know, as, a, as a listener, I don't want to hear any of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's it for Will It Catch Up. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Steam, steam broccoli. As a kid, I liked this. I'll be down. Yeah. It's not bad. Broccoli, I'll be down. What uh, What other vegetables are there? St- most steam things. Cucumber? No. no. Absolutely not. It's too melony. No. There's too much liquid happening. I need I need something yeah. dry. Yeah, exactly. That's why this is, works out fine. I don't know. It's amazing because it's salty too. Mm, I don't and, know. Okay. I think that's it for Will It Ketchup. Yeah, fuck it. Um. Maybe I'm, I'll put a poll. I have to see. Will a ketchup is a great thing. We should gotta have like a write-in poll. It's like, what's the weird thing you put ketchup on? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll do a Q and A. Uh, do you want to do wild pouch out and all that? Or do you just want to say goodnight? <laughs> you want to say goodnight? Gotta... No, don't leave me. Sorry, okay. <laughs> you can't leave. Let's do wild pouch. Okay. <laughs> Let's do wild pouch out. Okay. Wild pouch out. I was actually thinking about my wow, so I'll go first. Um, my wow for this week. What the fuck did I do Saturday? <laughs> Oh, it was you it wanted was, to go first. We it was Ryan's birthday on Saturday. Oh, that's what it was. Ryan's birthday was on Saturday, April first, because he's a clown. No, <laughs> he's a fucking joke. He's a- <laughs> that's not true. But, um, he's actually no. Nah, he's amazing, and it was it was an amazing hangout. My sister came and her friend Tanya, and they're always fun to hang out with. Oh they're- shit! Tanya followed the Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on Instagram, the Wiki Room, yeah. They're they're great. Like I love hanging out with my sister and her. It's just a nice group. And Ryan likes hanging out with them because we don't hang out as a group very often. It's like once in a while, but it works out. Honestly, the last time I saw any of those people was your birthday. Yeah, and and we did the or exact Mike, no, same Mike, fucking Michael's thing. birthday. Michael's birthday too. Or no, yeah, it was Michael's birthday. Oh yeah, it was for both of us. You Michael, loved it. our friend Michael Reimer was also there. Is that you say that? Huh? Is that you say that? Yeah, Reimer. Yeah, crazy. He's a Reimer, um, or Nazi. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's Michael's also one of my dear, dear friends. Like doesn't Leo follow the Ryan. Wikipedia page. Yeah, he does not give a shit. Um, so the, it was a great hangout. We went to get. We went to go to Basin 141, um, which is a Monrovia. Like it's actually, Monrovia. It's like it's like a bar and it's like kitchen. a gastro pub. Yeah, it's a gastro pub. Bomb ass nachos, but that will not be my chow. I will. It's gonna be other nachos. Sorry, but then oh, we that's went. Right. You had a great wow. You had to solving. Yeah, I went to also solving, and I um, I'll get into that. That's another wow. But there's just it was a good it was a good weekend, and then so after we went to Basin One Forty One for Ryan's birthday on Saturday, we went. I took them to a place I've gone to a few times uh, called Gem City and Grill. I guess Monrovia is called Gem City, in some way. Uh, and we went, and he decided to do karaoke. 
Did uh, he do he, well? And he did Rich Girl. He hit the notes really well, By... but he was extremely off uh, in terms of like the beat. But it was okay. It wasn't his fault. I think it was I'm just sorry. Like, Are we doing Rich Girl by Holland Oates or Gwen Stefani? He's a rich girl. Holland Oates. It's gone too far. Okay. And it doesn't want me, 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 me. <laughs> You can that rely was- on your old man's money. You, you can, can rely on an old man's money. She's a rich girl. girl. All right, dude, it's a great. Okay, that's Damn, actually a that's good why choice. you need two guys in Holland Oats, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're actually like. Imagine they can't sing alone. Just Daryl Hall is just like, I, 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 need, I need you, buddy. Come over to my house. Um, we that's pull- that's probably. Have, what you seen, have you seen that show? It's like jamming at. at Hall's house jamming with no. Hall. His, he has like the most famous musicians ever he'll have like fucking Elton John and like you can tell they love to jam out dude it's amazing to see. We, sound, so we cool. sound like a bunch of 30 like 35 year olds I watched we, this we're with, too I, young. I would literally watch this with my dad as he went through his midlife crisis and we would just sit there and watch fucking like like the the music channel whatever fucking channel 999 mm-hmm. and it was just either live concerts or like jamming at Daryl's house badass that's cool. I can't That's wait to do. I cool. cannot I wish wait. To I, be... I wish I can jam, but you can jam, buddy. Me, you could sing. Okay, uh, all right. So that was your wow, pal. That was my wow, and my chow was actually. I feel like I keep having a lot of nachos, and they have not disappointed me these days. Me uh, so in Solving, uh, right across from us, our hotel, uh, which I went with. Uh, shout out to Donovan, one of my also one of my best friends, and Ryan. Uh, we went to Solving, and across the street was Solving Brewing Company. Their beer was all right. It was cool. Very cool spot. We got their nachos, and I wasn't expecting much. Me and Ryan were like, okay, we're going to share these because we want something small. And then it came out, and it was a huge mound, like the like a little Mount Everest. They built it up, and it was just it was just layers on layers of like pickled onions, uh, avocado crema, and then it had mm. like... Bro, it had carnitas and it had like a bunch of cheese. That sounds great. And bro, they put so much. I loved how much effort they put in. And I, kn- I don't like to discuss price, but it was like sixteen bucks. And I was, it was the, it just. I felt like they blessed me, and I felt so <laughs> grateful. I went up to the guy, and I'm like, "Oh, bro, those are amazing." I was just like, "Dude, thank you. You're just, dude. Yeah, I, 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 that was so respectful of you." Like you didn't have to do this for me. He didn't have to. And he just imagine he just you should. He imagine he just doesn't respond. He's just like weird dude. You, you should get out more. <laughs> These were not just. Your expectations are really low. Hey man, um, but that was that was me. Happy life. Any any pals? Any bad things? Flat tires on the way to Solvay. God. Um, you did a flat tire last oh, week. Oh, I That's scraped not... I scraped a car in a parking lot and then fuck. Christ, dude! I thought I made it, but like they were there. <laughs> so you I, parking? So, so I thought I made it, and uh, and then when I when because I was so confident, and then I scraped it a little bit, and you're like that was a scrape. No, yeah, I was, and then oh no, and then I looked to my left, and so like no one was in the car that I scraped, um, and then I looked to my left, and there was this like girl, and she's probably like in her mid twenties, and she just looked at me just like with an open face, like. <laughs> like she just looked like in like almost like this is so funny because it's not happening to me, but also like oh shit. don't don't talk to me. Like she was <laughs> like, I know we're sharing this together, but this is your problem. You don't don't think we're gonna. This is funny for both of us. I don't know you. This is not funny for you. This is awesome for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And then, anyways, I left. I I I left. No, I was like, hey, just text me. Um, I'll give you my license and in, insurance. And, and he, so it's pretty easy. It was like, did it work? Did he ever call you? Uh, they, then they got an insurance claim and stuff. 
you know, it's it's life, brother. I felt really bad. I said, I'm, I'm very sorry because I really feel bad. Regardless if I'm going to cover it, they still got to go through the bullshit of talking yeah, to insurance. No, yeah, no one sure. wants to do that. I was very sorry. And I know it sounds like I'm laughing at it, but it, I think it's, it's funny now. I think it's funny now. I think it was funny back then, but I, was, I also felt very bad. But I was like, what can I do at this point? At, at that point, it already happened. I can't. Only thing is I can do is try to make it better. And it was to make them feel comforted. Like, hey, you just text me. And I text them immediately as soon as they got there. I feel like it was less awkward for them because. Yeah, they don't have to deal with a nervous guy. They just yeah. get to read a note and be like, well, now I got to just do this on an app. Exactly. It was just like talking to someone on like customer service. Anyways, that's it for me. Um, wow, pow, chow. I almost didn't have a wow this week. I, I It's been not a negative week, not a bad week, but it's just like. There's been a lot more like my like work has been very annoying because people are like really still in winter mode as spring and productivity is kind of coming up and getting harder. Dude, I see that. The winter mode. I get it too. Yeah. They don't want to let go of like, oh, we don't have to do shit. And it's like, no, guys, we got work every day now. There's no Fridays off anymore. Like now it's heavy. And guys are not clicking into it. And so that's going to start. It has to start working out again because they they need that. We need to be in shape. Got to get rid of those back tits, guys. We got to get working. So that, that's been frustrating. I got pulled in with HR this week, which was annoying. Don't don't talk about that. I'm not talking about it. Just, that sucked ass. Okay. Um, that's good that you're pulling fucking, over. But it's okay. It's not, dude. I feel like I, I never, ever get in trouble in my whole life. So like when I do get in trouble, I'm just like, what the fuck did I? What, am I a piece of shit? Does everyone hate me? And it's they do. It's fine. I just, I don't know. It makes me very nervous inside. All right. So what's your wow? Let's get positive. That's what I just said. I don't have a fucking wow. Oh, a lot of pals. You can't say that. A lot of pals. No, you have to have a wow. What's your wow? My presence. Oh, bullshit. No, um, I, I did. I did. <laughs> your presence for the, for the next three days that you still work at the same place that <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm going to love working with you. Oh, I also I, got a new job, but that's, uh, I had too yeah. many wows. Oh yeah. Dude. By the way, I, yeah. I t- Another I wow. You, you got a job that pays like $9 more than you get paid right now. Am I thriving? I think I think you're peaking, baby. Yeah, good for you. Um, yes, another pow in my life is Kevin's leaving me at work. But no, I guess my wow is I went to go see the Tempest at the Shakespeare Center of Los Angeles. What a fucking fun time! What a fucking phenomenal fun show! It is so interactive. It is so cool. Our, 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 we knew we knew one of the uh, actors, one of the thespians, a uh, good buddy of ours, Paul Stanko, Paul is Stanko. doing an understudy there, and his role of master and one of the spirits was like very fun to see a buddy of yours doing something they love and it's also it was such a fun show the actors are incredible whoever played prospero was like it's difficult to understand elizabethan english i understand that but a good actor will portray the words with their faces and through emotion and it's like i understood all of the play because the acting was so so good it was so transparent i had no problem with it um, so that was my wow. My pals were fruitful and many. My chow? What the fuck did I eat that was tasty this week? I had a bad food on Sunday. I had a, I had a, like a little pork bowl from a Japanese place in, in Burbank called Jinya. And I was like, wow. I did not. It was. Bro, those places are usually bomb. Jinya's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I've, I've had the. Uh, I've had their the cha-cha-cha ramen, delicious. But this time I was like, I'm not really feeling soup. I'm going to get a pork bowl. And I literally had like seven bites. And I just watched my girlfriend eat like her delicious bowl of ramen. And I was just like, <laughs> I fucked okay, up. You have to, bro, I love how you made chow into a, a pow chow. Yeah, dude. I haven't <laughs> had, it's been a shit week. Hey, it's going to get better. 
It's gonna be oh, yeah. This Saturday. Come watch me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no. That's, that's going to be, the, guess, that's gonna no, be no. the peak of your That's going to be the peak. Pal. That's going to be the peak of my season. Like, that's going to be the best part of spring. Actually, no. I got to say, my wow was uh, we went to Ryan's, you know, birthday celebration. I had a great time. I had to cut out early to go deal with him shit. But I woke up the next day very early. I went to bed, like, at 3 a.m. And I woke up at 7.30 to go. No. At 8.30 to go do my little comedy thing. And I absolutely murdered my set. I've been listening back to it over and over and over again, like on drives and stuff. I did so good on my little tight five. I'm so excited to go present that to the public. I told my mom I have to come see you at 7.30. Uh-huh. And then she sent me something in Armenian. Uh, it was pretty funny. Because uh, I, I told her, I told her um, Leo wants me to go to Comedy Lounge for like he's performing. And then she's like, you're the reason dad is coming because like her dinner, because the dinner that we're, ha- we're having an Easter dinner on Saturday. So I was like going to be busy. And then she told me in Armenian, like, uh, which means you don't have to listen to any more uh, like dirty jokes. <laughs> what she's saying is that you don't need more dirty jokes in your life. She's implying that Leo's going to tell me just what is it poison my brain with dirty jokes she's like you're you're okay you're you're good i love that your mom kind of doesn't like me bro she loves bro she loves to roast you dude i know i love that she's just like you know some of your friends aren't as good as others i I think they're all very nice i think he's a very good sweet boy i think i think you'd get along with her i think i think i think a lot yeah yeah i think you're good at getting along. the fact that she's like already roasting is like i love that so much when people are fake and cheery and sweet it makes me uncomfortable i'm just like why are you just be honest i think it's hard for people to say look you can you can not like certain things about someone (laughs) You just have to accept them, though. I, I, it's hard to accept people. I think accepting people is part of uh, forming a friendship. It takes time. I, absolutely. I believe there is, if you're going, you're either going to accept someone or you're not going to keep them in your presence. I think problems arise when you just keep people around. We're just like, I don't really like Jenny, but uh, I, I guess Jenny can just, uh, you can hang out with Jenny. We can be in the same group, but I don't like talking. That's when shit gets Bro, weird. If you, if if you gonna, like him, fuck around with him. If you don't, fuck off. Don't be near me. Look, if you're going to be friends with someone, at least do yourself the justice and your friends the justice of being honest with them mm-hmm. and being honest to each other because that's how you grow and you get better is you're honest with each other. And I feel like people just don't want to be honest. They want to be overly supportive. It's okay. You have to, it's okay sometimes you say, you can say things that are maybe not, you don't have to sugarcoat. You can say like nice things, but also say I accept you. But hey, you suck in this way. I don't know banter too. I don't know. Like that's that's how I am. Yeah, it's like I, I think you you've actually when you've had problems not problems with me, but you, when you've had something to complain to me about, you're just like, dude, I don't like how you do that. And I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm sorry. I did it. I, I did it again it too, a couple days oh, ago, and I had to come back into the room and be like, "Hey, oh, sorry, I was being." Well, I don't make it too confrontational. I feel like. you don't. I, usually, I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" But I'm also, like, I'll but do you like do a that. certain voice. Yeah. But you do that enough, so people are just like, oh, "Right, yeah." But right, well, fuck it. I guess that was it. Huh? That was it. Yeah, I think uh, that, I think that was a good podcast. We miss Ryan. He'll miss be back for an amazing, amazing episode hot next sauce. week. Hot sauce is going to be so good. We're doing we have so Sunday? much planned. A little, not that much, but more than usual. <laughs> yes. What do I have my glasses off? I can't see. Oh, Anyways, I am yawning. All right, it's time to go to bed. It's time for a good night. I'm not going to bed. I am. I have to go home. What? What? What the heck? We're not going to hang out. 
Do you want to hang out? Yeah, maybe. I'm hungry. Do you have food? I do have food. Let's hang out, buddy. Because I'm a snack. All right. You're and right. with that, <laughs> <I'm being laughs> like, and with that, this guy's getting weird. Please, please don't leave. <laughs> you like telling the audience? Let's go back to viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to cover. Yeah. We don't have to hear any more dirty jokes. All right, guys. This has been the Wiki Room episode 18 or 19. Uh, catch up. We love you. Good night. See me this Saturday, April 8th. Yaman Comedy Lounge. Good night. Good night, guys. I'm not going to do the thing. So you'll hear it in the back in the outro. Bye-bye. Wiki, wiki, wiki room.